Are you struggling to get people to check out your content? Do you feel like no matter what you do, you just can't seem to build up your following? That's what we're going to be looking at in this episode of the New Music Industry Podcast. David Andrew Weeb. So how many times have you heard publish daily, get your content out there, post 17 times per day, go live, the platform will reward you, SEO will kick in, follow people who follow influencers in your niche. We've all heard the promises. And yet after everything we've been up to in the last year plus at Music Entrepreneur HQ, after publishing daily for a full year, in fact, I haven't stopped publishing daily, by the way, I'm still going. The only conclusion we can come to is that organic reach is dead. Or at the very least, it isn't all that it used to be. Now, keeping in mind that we waged content warfare across a variety of platforms with unique blog posts, podcast episodes, videos, images, and more. And a lot of it was super high quality. Some of it, yeah, it didn't turn out quite what we hoped, but we still got out there daily. I was able to boost my blog's traffic at davidandrew.com by 70% after a year of publishing steadily. And that is a result worth celebrating. I'm not just going to step over it, but it was basically taking that site's traffic from a little bit to a little bit more. That's all it really did. And even growing an email list now, which they say to prioritize, and I agree, we should prioritize growing an email list. It should be pretty much the number one thing we do. It's never been harder. People aren't just willing to give their emails away. The decline in organic traffic isn't anything new, is it? It just isn't. And it's one of the reasons users always seem to bum rush the latest social networking platforms. Hopefully knowing full well that at some point those platforms will also stop rewarding them with all this juicy traffic. And I say hopefully because a lot of people seem completely oblivious. They get so wrapped up and it's so excited about TikTok or Clubhouse or some other thing that they spend all their time and energy there only to discover that like, you know, three months later or a year later, um, why is my traffic down? Why is my following count down? Nobody seems to be interested in my content anymore. Look, this has happened time and time and time again. What happened to Vine? It's gone. It got replaced by TikTok. This stuff happens. <laughs> you can't stop it from happening. Look at Facebook and Instagram and it, Trust me, it is going to happen with TikTok and Clubhouse as well. So you can't just depend on one traffic source. And I'll talk more about that later. But what follows is a smorgasbord of thoughts on this important subject of organic reach. I did my best to organize them, but there's really a lot to say here and there's a lot to cover. So if it goes all over the place, don't mind it too much. You're going to find it very valuable regardless. So the first key point I need to cover here. Yes, organic reach is definitely platform dependent. We've seen that with our efforts at Music Entrepreneur HQ as well. We found organic reach is especially tough with what we might consider conventional but high quality methods like blogging, SEO, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. 
at least we find that's the case. Some of you might be going, Instagram's still great. And yeah, we do see Instagram accounts doing very, very well. We don't necessarily put as much time and energy into it as perhaps some people do. And if we did, we might see different results. But even so, with weekly rollout of quality content and sometimes more often, you can only expect to get so far. We did see decent organic reach on Medium, and you may or may not be familiar. I've certainly brought it up on the podcast a few times. It's almost like the Instagram for bloggers, but I have websites that generate more daily traffic than my Medium account, which isn't to say that it isn't reasonable or decent just based on the sheer amount of time and effort that went into it last year a minimum of about an hour per day on average so you still have to wonder a little bit now of course right now i do hear good things about tiktok i might actually end up spending a little bit of my time exploring it i don't just poo poo everything because it's unfamiliar i often do give new things a whirl and i'm giving a lot of new things a whirl right now which is why i try not to spread myself out too thin but i do spend time experimenting and that's really key and i also know that clubhouse is very popular and of course there will be other new platforms to replace what's currently popular so organic reach is going to be somewhat platform dependent but we also have to keep in mind that over time they all decline their platforms change the way they're handled by the developers change all that changes over time so we can't just rely exclusively or entirely on one platform for all the traffic we need for the rest of our lives it just doesn't work that way are there things we can still do at the content level to make sure that our organic reach is maximized? Absolutely, but it's gonna take something, right? You can't just write a blog post, something anybody can find anywhere without any trouble and hope that it's gonna rank in Google and do well over the long haul. Now, that is something to consider with organic traffic in general. Sometimes you publish something and it gets a few views over time and yeah, that was nice. Sometimes though, it tends to accumulate and gain momentum and get more views over a longer period. So we can't just discount publishing regularly because it doesn't immediately get us a huge boost in traffic. Some things do well, some things do better than others. We have to be a little bit more intentional about the process of creating things that will accumulate value over time. One thing we can do is use Buzzsumo to find popular content that gets shared and then model it. Buzzsumo is a great tool for that. And you can see exactly how many shares or how many comments a piece of content is getting. You can get a sense of how much traffic it's getting as well. You can go and model that piece of content. Again, it's typically going to take something to create something like what's already out there. Chances are it's creative in some way or it includes a lot of media or it was created over a longer period of time, like an experiment. There's different factors that make great content what it is, which means it's gonna take more time to create something like that, but it's still better than just shooting in the dark, hoping something's gonna work. So we need to be more intentional in general. You can use SparkToro, which is another great tool to discover who your audience is following, what they read, listen to, and watch. And again, there's an opportunity to model what you see that's already working. And of course, maybe in a more general sense, we can create better quality content 
while publishing less. In other words, we're going to put more time and energy into creating really great content and less time just shoveling out the content like it was going out of style because that's already been done. And you will already see marketers out there taking this approach, people like Brian Dean, for instance. So I'm not saying there aren't things you can do with your content that won't help you get more organic reach, but more than ever, that means taking time to research, to look into different types of content, to understand why it gets shared, to understand why people comment on it, what makes it valuable. So there's a certain amount of effort required to be able to get your content to that level. When talking a little bit more about platforms and channels that kind of worked for us, podcasting. This is a little bit of an outlier amongst the different traffic channels that we utilize. It's kind of surprising. Every podcast episode gets anywhere from 80 to 1400 downloads per episode. In fact, it's pretty strange if an episode doesn't get at least 200 downloads. So it is a very, very consistent medium. One thing we'll say though, it's almost too consistent. So for us anyway, the new music industry podcast gets 1000 to 3300 downloads per month and that hasn't really changed in years yeah like when we finally reached that point of getting over 3,000 downloads that was exciting it stayed pretty consistent after that or a little bit lower podcast growth is still a challenge i think these days you gotta run contests and do giveaways and things like that to be able to grow your show if you're not doing that kind of stuff then it's gonna be tough also look podcasting is not easy work I might make it look easy at times, but if it's you doing everything on your show and trust me, I've been there, it takes a lot of work. It's not just sitting in front of a microphone and then throwing out into the world, at least not if you care about your audience. I put some time and energy into editing as well as audio sweetening, creating an MP3 file, uploading it to Amazon S3, creating highlights, getting a transcription done. Eventually, we don't always get to that right away, but... The goal is to have transcriptions for every single episode. Look, it's going to take something if you want to make a real go of this podcasting thing, just so you know, but it is a good channel and people who listen to your podcasts are generally closer to you. They have, they have more of a connection with you. They understand you better. They're more likely to buy from you. So there are certain advantages. But while we're on the subject of podcasts, I just want to thank you for listening. This is not a complaint. I, I'm looking to create breakthroughs with the show, obviously. So I'm not sitting here going, oh my gosh, 3,300 downloads, that sucks. No, not at all. It's actually really amazing when you think about connecting with 3,000 people each week. That's, that's insane, or each month, I should say. Okay, next thing is... Video distribution. I sort of debated whether or not to talk about this. I may not talk about it in excruciating detail on this show. I think we're probably going to put some more detailed content inside Elite Player's All Access Pass. And applications should open for that again soon. We're already into mid-September. so. But yeah, video distribution is a little bit of a secret that most artists aren't really tuned into. And it still works organically. What it means is creating a video. Yes, you want to create some kind of video, high-quality content that people will want to watch. 
But what most artists do is they just throw it up on YouTube and then don't have a plan or strategy for anything that happens or follows in that. Even videos that are seemingly only getting 20 views here, 40 views there, maybe 100 views if you're lucky, if you actually take those videos and also share them natively on sites like Facebook and LinkedIn and maybe even clips on Twitter and Instagram, over time, the number of views can sort of accumulate. You can get a greater reach, even if it's all just 20 views across the board with five platforms, that's a hundred views. So if you're only getting 20 views on YouTube, you can instantly five X your results just by uploading your videos natively to other channels. It might seem small, but if you could 5X your YouTube results, you would, wouldn't you? And you can, it takes some time, it takes some effort. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that it doesn't take something, but it can work. Now, changing the conversation now a little, if you're an influencer or a known personality or a public figure with a pre-established brand, Organic reach can still be really great for you. Some of us struggle to either create that or maintain it long-term. I have a little bit of a reputation. It helps that I have books. It helps that I have a podcast. It helps that I appear on different online publications. And when I say publications, I'm really just referring to blogs these days, let's be honest. All of that is super helpful as far as growing and maintaining a brand. But I'd be lying if I said Music Entrepreneur HQ has this enormous presence all over the place. It's not the case. And we do appeal to a niche audience, so that's not really a problem. I'm not describing an issue to be solved. But what I am sharing is if you don't already have that at my level or even above and beyond that, which there's plenty of people that have that, if you don't already have that, it's going to be tough trying to build it from scratch today. I say tough, it's going to be a freaking upheld battle, okay? If you're going to try to build it organically. Now, we're going to talk about some potential solutions here, although I've already offered some, such as some thoughts on how you can really level up your content. One of them is, is Dream 100, and I've talked about this on the blog. I'm not sure how much I've talked about it on the podcast. I don't think I've shared much about it yet. So with Dream Hunt 100, the whole concept is really just to identify influencers or blogs or publications or personalities in your niche who have access to your audience. For a lot of artists, that's just going to be artists who are a step ahead of you or maybe even popular artists who are well ahead of you. And then working your way in or buying your way in. Now, a lot of people make this a lot more complicated than it needs to be. Dream 100 doesn't need to be complicated at all. I've literally had conversations on Twitter where it was like someone commented on one of my tweets and it happened to be that they were a music startup. I went and asked them, hey, do you have a blog? I'd be happy to write a guest post for you. And they said yes. And then I submitted my guest post. It, it oftentimes it doesn't need to be any harder than that. If you want to look beyond organic reach, then you're going to buy your way in, right? That's we're no longer talking about organic reach. And some of the solutions aren't going to be organic. That's just the truth of it. You can buy an ad on their website, for example. You could buy a shout out from them on Instagram. You could buy a retweet from them. 
And really the great thing about this is oftentimes we're trying to convert people who are completely cold to us, cold traffic. So they don't really know anything about us. They haven't heard of us before. They haven't heard our music. They don't know who we are. It's really just a roll of a dice, whether or not they're actually going to connect with their content and enjoy it. But when we get a shout out from an influencer, they have an audience that's warm to them. And when they recommend something and put their stamp of approval on what we have, then they're basically sending warm traffic our way which means we're gonna have a higher conversion rate for those people than just trying to draw new people in to our ecosystem. So Dream 100 can be super powerful. Making your list will take some effort. It will take some time, but even that, you can sort of do it bit by bit. You could be looking on Instagram and see who followed you. And maybe that person who followed you is also in similar niche or has access to your audience. Right then and there, you can go and send a message. And so on a daily basis, build that list. And now finally, we come to advertising and really buying shout outs from influencers is a form of advertising these days. What's important to keep in mind, you know, first and foremost, there's a lot of business models that rely very, very heavily on advertising, but even those are starting to create content these days. So why is that when organic reach is so small or it's not as good as it used to be? It's because advertising and content together represents a powerhouse combination that has the potential not just to draw in an audience but actually convert them we are really fast getting to the point in the music industry where if you're an artist starting from scratch and starting a new social media profile and trying to grow your following and trying to get the word out about your music i don't know if you can climb that mountain by yourself okay that's the point that it's getting to it's getting to be super steep we need to start leveraging advertising and we need to start using it in a really smart way. Whether that's going out and learning ourselves how advertising works by taking courses or by hiring the right people who can help us, who have the right expertise, who are fair to artists, actually have a vested interest in your success and begin relying and depending on them to help us if we don't understand this whole advertising game. And before I wrap up this episode, like I said, it's a real smorgasbord, but I hope you've enjoyed it. Number one thing in any marketing effort, the number one mistake people make is they rely on one source. Single source dependency is a huge problem amongst artists because like we talked about earlier, they see something like TikTok and instantly go, okay, I am throwing all my eggs in one basket until... TikTok shuts down or doesn't give you the organic reach that it used to or whatever it is. They ban your account. They delete it. They change the terms of service. They change their interface. All that stuff can happen and probably will. So if you don't have a backup or if you're only building one channel and not even saving your content and not even building an email list or another way to connect with your audience... I'm well aware that there's many others today. You got push notifications, you got SMS texts, you got messenger subscribers, all that stuff's great. Point is, if you're not at least building some kind of list 
that's centralized, that you own, that you can send regular messages to and not lose that list, right? We need to mitigate against that type of risk. If you don't have that list, you're taking a huge gamble and a huge risk. And I dare even say you don't have a chance at success if you don't have some kind of centralized list, okay? Organic reach is not completely dead, but it's getting tougher than ever to try to reach. It's somewhat platform dependent. It's also highly dependent on the quality of content that you're creating, but realize that there are still other marketing and advertising channels that are very viable. And in fact, if you aren't utilizing them, then you have a tough, tough, tough battle to try to fight. So if you enjoyed this episode of the New Music Industry Podcast, you may have identified a need. Digital marketing is changing fast and trying to keep up with new developments and best practices is frankly dizzying. That's why I created the Digital Marketing Essentials for Musician course. It offers a simple step-by-step system to establishing a solid online base so you can get the results you're looking for online. And this course is continually updated with new information for a one-time payment, you can access it for a lifetime. Simply go to contentmarketingmusician.com and click on the Digital Marketing Essentials for Musicians banner to learn more about the course. This has been episode 245 of the New Music Industry Podcast. I'm David Andrew Weeb, and I look forward to seeing you on the stages of the world. Thank you for listening. Music in this episode was brought to you by Brian Young. Wherever you're listening to this right now, please consider leaving a five-star review and comment to help us get the word out about the podcast. 